that same sort of education and um, buying decision that consumers are adopting to choose better food systems in land-based agriculture is happening now with aquaculture. And that's what Seatopia is there to do, is to provide transparent education into things like recirculating aquaculture systems, multi-trophic integrated aquaculture systems, algae-based feeds. These are the, the terms that over time will become commonplace as consumers learn to uh, source seafood in a, in a healthier, more sustainable way. Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week so you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. It is Tony, and I have got a topic today that I have really wanted to dive into much more. Well over a year ago, I got into um, aqua farming, aquaculture, and it's really where I was exposed to the benefits of sustainable seafood. So I am really excited to have James Arthur here today with me. He's the co-founder of Seatopia. Seatopia uh, is this direct-to-consumer subscription box. You know, we've all become really familiar with, you know, hey, picking your favorite foods and having it come, you know, on a rotation. And this is really, if you want that highest quality seafood, right? Very sustainable, farm-raised, right? The kind of the kind of quality that you might only find if you're at a really nice restaurant. Okay, now you can get that directly to your doorstep. So the we're going to find out more about this, you know, how they do it. But they're also working with lots of other farmers that kind of take on this same kind of mentality. So super excited. James, welcome into Winning at Work today, my friend. Thank you so much, Tony. I'm really um, grateful to be here sharing the mission of what we're doing with Cetopia with your audience. Yeah, this is definitely a mission. So are you on your yacht today or are you actually land-based? I mean, every video I see, you're like shirtless with fish <laughs> inside of a giant, you know, uh, ring of fish. So give us a visual. Where are you? Tell us someplace fun and exciting. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm I'm grounded today. Ah. Uh, I've been anchored uh, in California back in Santa Monica now uh, for almost a year. Um, you know, my wife and I lived aboard our sailboat for 10 years. We spent uh, the last year and a half um, 
going down to Costa Rica via our sailboat, visiting every major port and aquaculture project along the way, visiting all the uh, marine natural parks and really uh, going deep into the working ocean fronts and understanding how aquaculture uh, varies from project to project uh, on the Pacific coast. We just recently had a baby, so we wanted to oh, spend some time here in Southern California. I was Thank hoping you. you'd be my first guest that was actually, you know, not landbound. I mean, you had such an opportunity. We had such an opportunity here to do that today. All right. <laughs> we'll do it again. I will be back on our boat in the fall. We have to continue. There's a, there's a few more farms to visit. <laughs> All uh, right. And the- Listen, James, we look, a lot of foodies are always looking to discover new brands, things that are super healthy, you know, that have big, big advantages for them. So walk us through really what, what is Seatopia? Okay. What are you raising? Why is it better? You know, kind of explain the, the, some, some of the nuances here for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, maybe it's better to back up just a little bit. Before Seatopia, I was working with a handful of farms, one in particular in La Paz, raising some of the best quality yellowtail in the world. So uh, taking a species of yellowtail that is um, native to the Sea of Cortez, which is uh, part of Mexico, um, putting them into about 15 fish at a time into uh, land-based pools where they spawn and breed. And then the uh, the fingerlings, the, the small baby fries, the baby fish, uh, when they're big enough, are put back into the ocean in deep water ocean pens and fed an organic diet until they reach maturity and are ready to be harvested. And we sold those uh, fish to the best chefs in Southern California, some in Vegas and some in New York, but really was creating this farm-to-table supply chain for Michelin star farm-to-table restaurants who were looking for access to fish that were raised on a premium organic diet, resulting in consistent, clean, fatty, healthy fish. So um, farm-raised seafood in the same sort of principles that you would expect from the best farms raising beef or chicken or tomatoes for that matter. We all know that there's a huge variance in the quality of sort of commodity-based produce that you might get at a general grocery store from the quality that gets delivered to the best restaurants in the world. Well, we were raising the best quality fish in the world. And when the restaurants closed down and the buy side supply or demand um, turned off overnight, we launched Seatopia, which is this direct consumer box, enabling every home chef in America to get access to the best farm-raised seafood in the world. So this is farm-raised seafood raised without antibiotics, without hormones, on the cleanest diet. So not just commodity diets, not diets that are depleting the ocean. These are the most sustainable, the cleanest, the omega-rich diets, you know, algae-based feeds and alternative um, uh, protein sources like soldier fly larvae that are providing the fish with the balance of fats and proteins that they need to be really healthy, not need antibiotics because they're being fed, you know, GMO uh, products and, and that cause inflammation. This is absolutely 
the same fish that has won Michelin star awards time and time again. That's incredible that the consumer now has access to that. And I love the fact that these pens are low density. I mean, I, like I did a deep dive as well, no pun intended (laughs) into your tanks and you're not going out to the open seas. You kind of curated, you know, your brood stock and and now you can kind of keep working from that. So you really didn't deplete the oceans really. You now, right. You're now kind of managing your own infrastructure. 100% 100% mitigating pressure on the ocean. You know, we can uh, harvest a million fish that were raised from eggs of 15 wild caught fish. So 15 fish can produce a million uh, farm raised fish fed a clean, truly sustainable diet versus taking a million wild caught fish out of the ocean. So we've mitigated pressure with every single lot, every single harvest, every generation is significantly mitigating pressure on the oceans. And it's frankly, uh, a cleaner, more controlled environment because unfortunately we live in a day and age where the pollution from our land-based fertilizers with glyphosate and other sort of weed killers uh, with the uh, the pollution from coal fire plants uh, and all the mercury that falls back down to, to into the streams and into the rivers and, and goes down to the oceans. It's all bioaccumulating. Plastics that break down into microplastics are now in the food chain. So if you lab test wild-caught seafood from any part of the ocean, whether you're in the Marianas Trench or the most pre- perceived uh pristine environments like Alaska, unfortunately, microplastics, heavy metals, these uh, pollutants are now distributed throughout the entire seafood supply chain. So in order to actually get the benefits of what was traditionally like considered a Mediterranean diet of clean, healthy omega-3s, we have to look somewhere else. And fortunately, civilization has evolved forms of farming that are scalable and can be done well not to say that all farming especially factory farming is necessarily healthy for the planet or for humans but there are methodologies like permaculture agriculture regenerative practices being done on land and really advancing the health of the consumer and of the of the land and the animals these same sort of practices are starting to be scaled within the ocean and Seatopia exists in order to help cultivate demand and support those farms. By the way, I love the name. I'm really biased toward that um, (laughs) because years ago when I was running my own business, it was Jobtopia. And I just love just the idea of utopia, of that that, that search for perfection. And I I just love that. I love that you're using it in a way that it just tells everybody, it should tell everybody, you know, what you're doing. Um, well, it, I'd love to just comment on that for one second because, you know, we live on the blue planet, right? More than 70% of the of the planet is covered by water. If done correctly, in balance, when the oceans are in symbiotic harmony of abundance, it is a Cetopia. This blue planet should be working in a way that can create a healthy, abundant resource for the entire world. When it's when we're not respecting the oceans, or you know, when it's not a Cetopia, it's literally just death to the planet. This planet is reliant on our oceans for oxygen, for climate uh, control and and mitigation. And and if we're not respecting that, we're literally not respecting 
the oceans. And there is a way to harmoniously work with the oceans. It's just a matter of following the principles of, you know, evolutionary uh, testing and, and integration that that has created these abundant relationships in the ocean. Now, when we implement those same practices in food systems, in aquaculture, in integrated multi-trophic aquacultures following permaculture design, we can create a Cetopia, and it is happening. There are a handful of farms that we're working with now that have a net positive impact on the environment, and those are the farms that we're trying to support and celebrate to create that sort of Cetopia vision. Yeah, thank you for the backstory on that because, you know, when it came out on Netflix, um, what was it? Seaspiracy. Uh, yeah, Seaspiracy, thank you. I mean, obviously, it was it's sensational. It's meant to be sensational. It's meant to shock you, you know. And they did a great job. It's it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even great if only, filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, even if only half of it's true, and happening on the scale, it's still terrifying. You know, absolutely. So we definitely absolutely. we we definitely need more uh, harmonious balance solutions. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they did a wonderful job of highlighting the doom and gloom, and there's a lot of validity to the things that they outlined. Some of it was uh, hyperboil and, and selective um, data points that, that out of context are, don't actually reflect the realities. But there's some realities that are absolutely, you know, huge problems like overfishing is a huge problem shark finning is a huge problem bycatch is a huge problem bycatch, and yeah. and even in farming just because it's an aquaculture farm raised fish does not mean that it's being done sustainably or in a clean healthy manner just like we have land-based uh chicken farms in door high density factory farms pumped full of antibiotics because they're getting fed super cheap uh, feeds that are causing inflammation. Same thing with cattle, same thing with fish. Not all farms are created equal. So how do we describe and articulate the farming methodologies that we want? And we've learned with chicken that we want cage free. And then we learned more and we knew that we wanted pasture raised and we knew that we didn't want corn fed. We wanted uh, the same sort of principles of, you know, the animals roaming and eating a varied diet. And the same thing we see with cattle, with the transition from simply asking for USDA prime to people now asking for grass fed, regenerative and specific farms by name that same sort of education and uh, buying decision that consumers are adopting to choose better food systems in land-based agriculture is happening now with aquaculture. And that's what Cetopia is there to do, is to provide transparent education into things like recirculating aquaculture systems, multi-trophic integrated aquaculture systems, algae-based feeds. These are the the terms that over time will become commonplace as consumers learn to uh, source seafood in in a healthier, more sustainable way. What is your ideal customer? What what's that profile look like? When we brought chefs to the farms, it was great because they had the ability to taste the feed and swim with the fish and 
uh, have an authentic connection and understanding of how these animals are being raised in the environment, who the farmers are. And the same sort of knowledge needs to be passed on to consumers. Who really cares about that information is is really the question, right? So our demographic really falls in line with um, do people care what they're eating? Do they care enough to know what their protein ate? So do you care what your chickens were fed? Do you care what your uh, beef was fed? Do you care what was put, what fertilizers were put on your vegetables? Do you care if it was sprayed with, with pesticides? If you care about those things, then you will probably also care about your seafood. And if you care whether or not wild caught seafood was exposed to DDT or microplastics or what are the levels of heavy metals, then you'll probably become very interested in what Seatopia is doing because we're frankly the only uh, channel that you can buy certified mercury safe seafood. Every single lot of product that's harvested for Seatopia has a certificate of analysis that quantifies, for example, the heavy metals. And we can quantify microplastics and all these other things, the levels of omega-3s. And you can only do that in a controlled feed, in a controlled uh, growing environment. You can't do that with wild-caught seafood that are swimming around exposed to a myriad of different ex- of things. You know, if you catch, let's just say, you know, 100 tons of salmon the and you do a test on one of those it's not a valid control for the entire lot because they all came from different where did it come from exactly yeah what did they eat what river were they in it's going to vary significantly some are going to have much higher levels of mercury or ddt or microplastics depending on what environment they were in what they were exposed to uh what they ate and in a controlled farming environment you can literally provide the fish with the cleanest, healthiest feed from day one throughout its entire life cycle. You choose very specifically where the location of that farm is. You know the uh, the whether it's a land-based system or an offshore system, uh, sited in a in an area with very clean water with tons of current, uh, low density, and then surround that farm with shellfish farms like mussels and oysters and and then surround that water cleaners exactly the filter feeders and then yeah in a land-based system livestock are kind of like bioreactors right there they are distributing manure around the environment then you have uh other organisms like cover crop that come in and and are going to put certain nutrients and minerals back into the soil in the ocean you have in an integrated multitrophic environment, you have things like your filter feeders that you were uh, alluding to, the scallops, oysters, mussels, and they're literally just pulling uh, any sort of uh, uh, particles out of the water column. So sometimes they're pulling uh, the dissolved content of or the the effluent of a, a fish farm. So the nitrogen poop from a salmon farm, for example concentrated in one environment without a symbiotic partner, sure, that could become an overabundant uh, concentration of nitrogen and have a, and burn and destroy the, the seafloor. But this, and that is a perfect corollary to what happens in a factory farm for cattle. But when those cattle are 
roaming around and distributing their, that manure, it becomes a fertilizer and other organisms eat that and consume that. In the ocean, the scallops, the oysters, and the mussels are stoked to have access to that to those nutrients. And then another layer down, you have things like lobsters, sea cucumbers, sea urchins. And then another layer down, you have kelps. And the kelps are going to be uh, absorbing other nutrients and putting oxygen back into the environment. So nature did it's this. amazing, isn't it? I mean, there's been a lot of research done by Mother Nature over the years, and we're just trying to figure out how to replicate that. And the main takeaway is an evolution away from monoculture and into polyculture or integrated multi-trophic aquaculture. A lot there that we can unpack and research for those who are not as familiar, but this is, it's a good introduction for people to kind of understand, you know, the world that you live in to, to provide this kind of clean protein source, because there's a lot that goes into it to keep that water pure, not just the feed, but the water and the environment around it. There's a long way to go. By no means is, is the system perfect. You know, we're, we're creating the market to help support farms in these transitions. I want us to transition here in just a second into a little bit more about your your business model because we do have, you know, entrepreneurs and founders and other food and beverage folks that are trying to kind of sort out the business side, the operational side of, of what you do. I spent eight years uh, developing a brand of uh, Yellowtail, uh, but I'm no longer involved in that day to day. And the biggest takeaway from that lesson was that until we know who our customers are, the risk of the business is just too great because the existing supply chain for uh, seafood didn't have incentives to iterate towards cleaner, healthier, more sustainable practices. So for example, um, the feed in a, for a carnivorous organism, like most of the fish that people really want, like salmon and yellowtail, uh, is the single most expensive aspect of farming fish. And as a result, a lot of farms will try to improve their operating uh, costs by lowering the cost of the feed. And there's a lot of bait fish that can be acquired for pretty inexpensive ground up and turned into a fish meal. That's one solution. That's a problem with that though. The first problem is, is bait fish are not in an abundant and infinite supply. So to create a truly scalable food system, we can't keep extracting wild bait fish. Second problem with that is the exposure to pollutants that those bait fish had then just bioaccumulate and concentrate. Right. Yeah. And you're going back to the original problem that you were solving for is you're now introducing yeah. another variable. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, another source of inexpensive feed for fish farms is land-based sources of fats and proteins. And the most subsidized, widely available uh, sources there is things like corn and soy. If it's GMO-free, if it's organic, if it's raised in a healthy manner, maybe that could that is part of the solution. But frankly, we're getting so much soy and corn in our diets and other uh, from everything else that we don't actually need more omega-6s in our diet, and the fish don't either. 
because just like in you and me, those omega-6s create inflammation in our systems and it causes that in the fish. And then inflammation results in the fish being at a higher propensity for, uh, for uh, disease. And, and generally, if a fish farm is feeding them a high concentration of those soy and corn-based proteins and fats, they're probably also having to use some sort of preventative antibiotic. So that's like a real good telltale sign. If the company, if the fish are being fed, those sort of things, they're probably also being fed uh, the antibiotics. If they're not being fed antibiotics, they're probably being fed a healthier diet to begin with. Um, so uh, that's kind of fish feed 2.0. Fish feed 3.0 is really what we're excited about now. And what we're really promoting is the, is sort of the, uh, the, the return to the original source of the omega-3s. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is that fish don't produce omega-3s. With a very rare exception, 99% of fish do not produce their own omega-3s. They eat uh, smaller fish that ate uh, phytoplankton, that ate plankton, that ate the algae that created the omega-3s. So the algae is the original source in the food web that bioaccumulates up into the fish. And then we eat those omega-3s, and that's the indisputable heart-healthy oils that we all benefit from in a uh, Mediterranean diet. Well, we're now seeing the commercialization of algae grown oils. So producing omega-3 oils from algae grown in industrial scales to slowly uh, become price competitive with those land-based oils like canola oils and slowly become competitive with the marine-based oils. And that source of oil is cleaner and healthier for the fish and for us humans and for the planet, but it is a little bit more expensive. So we're endeavoring to uh, make you know contracts with our farm partners to guarantee that we will buy anything that is produced using these uh, increasing percentages of the algae-based oils that are available. And then on the protein side, there's a myriad of different sources of protein that are being developed, things like soldier fly larvae, uh, and uh, single-cell bacteria and yeast being grown at industrial scales in order to produce the proteins in instead of just the soy-based proteins or the fish meal proteins. And, com and combining those sort of alternative proteins with the algae-based oils, this sort of fish feed 3.0, we're able to produce fish that are cleaner, healthier, and truly sustainable and scalable. James, you your background, if we go back a little bit, a photojournalist, you know, digital marketing. I want to understand the business, the operational side of how you're going about attracting your consumers in this DTC model. We know DTC can be very expensive on a number of fronts. You know, people can track the metrics of what did it cost to get an impression, to get a click, to get them to go to your website and uh, join your email list and so on and so forth. I think you're figuring something out and I want to understand what that is, what's working for you and what doesn't work. Um, 
being authentic and transparent in, in, in our labeling, in our certificate of analysis and providing a better product has been the cornerstone, right? Like it doesn't matter if you have great marketing, if your product is just, um, you know, mediocre or, or at best people aren't going to come back. So one of the unique things about our business model being this subscription model is that we have a really uh, strong recurring uh, customer base, a really strong average lifetime value. And that is able to support other marketing areas. If we didn't have that at the business model, like selling seafood direct to consumer is not easy. It is a heavy, expensive product. It is a high, uh, threshold to to in order to make it work on a on a first time order basis you know it really the customer has to come back and have a long lifetime value in order to make the business uh viable the unit economics are fairly thin that said uh what's working is speaking to audiences that care about their food sources. So whether it's a biohacker or a functional medicine doctor or a nutritionist people who are investing in their own livelihood to whether it's for purposes of longevity or just health and wellness, if you're buying the best quality whey protein or the best quality uh, um, raw milk, or you're really just a a passionate um, uh, foodie looking for the best ingredients you're going to see Cetopia not necessarily as expensive, but as a great value for the, the return on investment of what you're getting. You're getting something that's mercury free, that is sustainable, that's richer in omega threes and quantifiably uh, with quantifiable nutrition facts. That is something that you can't find anywhere else. So we've, We've really focused on storytelling, long-form content, whether that's podcasts or articles or newsletters or real-world events. That's frankly what's worked. That, and unfortunately, it's it is a aesthetically beautiful uh, business to be involved in. Um, I uh, enjoy what I do. I enjoy going to farms and documenting and telling the story of these farms, especially because it is something that a lot of people are not familiar with. A lot of people have at least a familiarity with what a land-based farm looks like or should look like. The aquaculture story, you know, it's still being... It's very novel to people. It is, it is. And Seaspiracy did a great job of planting a negative stigma out there. And it's our job now to... uh, shed light on the handful of farms that are doing it right on the innovators on the solutions you know there are solutionaries that need to be celebrated as heroes and that's what Cetopia is about it would seem that creating partnerships with groups or organizations that you say you know take a greater interest in their health would be a natural marketing partnership for lack of a better word right um so what else are you doing to create community and engagement? I'm just curious because it feels like there's a lot here that people could talk about. You've got recipes. You've got all sorts of ways that people could be connecting together and bringing more people in. Is that a, has that just been a byproduct 
of what you're doing online or were you very purposeful in trying to create spaces for that to happen? It's pretty organic, really. Um, we're, we're kind of nerdy in that when we first started Cetopia, we were delivering not on the calendar, the, the, but on the lunar calendar. So, uh, in, as a, in nature, there's so many cycles that are following the lunar calendar from when fish breed and aggregate to, uh, to spawning, all of these things happen generally in line with the lunar calendar and a lot of fishermen follow the those cycles as well and so whether you're harvesting uh shrimp at the high tide uh the the peak high tide of a full moon and new moon uh there was just a lot of uh, uh calendar observation of lunar cycles so we were initially you know doing everything tied to that that lunar cycle and created this interesting experience where once a month our entire community was receiving this month's harvest with this month's recipe and we were all creating these recipes at home and having and this was during covid these disconnected but connected uh virtual dinners parties together and sharing the stories and sharing the recipes and everybody cooking together and it sort of organically grew from there to where we do have this sort of community this collective of people who are every month sharing the stories of of you know the the you know because Seatopia is sort of like a CSA box, a, a community supported agriculture box where every season the availability changes, right? Some of these farms are not available 365 days a year, whether it's, you know, there's peak seasons or fluctuations in temperature. Some of these things are, are quite seasonal. So we get new recipes and we get new products as the seasons change. And everybody in this community is is having a similar connected experience. And so that's been kind of a fun uh, authentic evolution that we didn't necessarily plan, but just kind of happened because of our quirkiness in paying attention to uh, Earth's cycles. <laughs> so as we begin to wrap up, I'm trying to think like what other natural business pairings could go with what you're doing. And, you know, there's I don't know, paraphernalia for cooking or seasonings and things like that. Is this a, is this a natural expansion for you to add those different types of skews? I'm, I'm just going to be kind of yeah, curious to get your opinion absolutely. around that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for what it's worth, Utopia is really a startup. You know, we didn't uh, raise a bunch of money. We've grown pretty organically. Uh, we do have some backing from some very reputable investors now, but it's been a slow organic growth, uh, starting with just the basic uh, seafood components from the best farms in the world. You know, now we're at this point where we have enough headspace and the team has grown a little bit to where we're uh, we are going to be expanding our offering. We're in the coming months offering quite a few new products from new farm partners and. Uh, supporting uh, accoutrement. So things like uh, special sauces and kit and spices and caviar and ikuda and, you know, chef knives and things that just make the experience more enjoyable, uh, funner and 
probably just better, right? So some fish are very easy to cook or not cook, and others require a little bit more of a nuanced approach. Things like the collar of a fish, which is the clavicle, which is in a restaurant, either just served at, at sushi bars or in a lot of like more American restaurants it's just saved and the, the chefs eat it in the back because most people don't aren't familiar with it it's the some of the fattiest richest flavor on a fish but if you don't cook it correctly it just kind of falls apart and turns mushy it requires certain technique and so we're endeavoring to expand uh, not only the paraphernalia the accoutrement but also our education so more like cooking classes and one-on-one sort of experiences both real world and virtual so yeah we are evolving we're also going to be evolving uh back to being able to do more farm trips like we used to do with the chefs bringing consumers to visit the farms more of like a ecotourism kind of culinary uh, tourism experience. So bringing our VIP customers to visit the farm and have celebrity chef there at the farm and having these sort of farm dinners and then bringing, uh, VIP customers into, uh, our, our warehouse to do real world cooking demos and then turning around and sharing that content with our subscribers. So we're expanding, the offering and the education and experience for our customers. Wow. That's just, I, that's just going to give everybody so many ideas of how to take a great idea. And as you say, add these accoutrements and build that kind of natural, authentic engagement with your market, with how they might be using your product. I think it's great. James, I only have like 20 more questions that I'm not going to be able to get to. So <laughs> we'll either have to do podcast part two or a live stream. Um, I just, this is me just getting rid of the rest of my questions because we don't have time. Because well, let's do, it, do it again. I, we'll, we'll, we'll share those share those over social media or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what is the best way for people to, to find you and to maybe try a box or, you know, just get engaged online and just kind of see what other people are doing with it? Ctopia.fish is our URL. Ctopia.fish uh, uh, is this quirky little URL that, that we found right when we launched the company. We were lucky that these new domains were coming out. Um, on Instagram, it's just at Ctopia. Uh, I think we might have a YouTube channel, Cetopia Collective or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram is our main sort of online channel. We might have a Facebook as well. I don't get, I actually <laughs> have endeavored to remove myself from the, the social man. media on the day to day, but we yeah. do have a, a younger, very passionate, uh, and educated, um, uh, marine biology student who runs that and uh, is doing a wonderful job. So we're, we're at a, uh, we're available in all those channels and uh, on ctopia.fish. And we'd love to be, you know, more engaged with, with an, an audience of people who are passionate about food systems and are willing to get involved and vote with their fork for the future of food. Vote the with planet. their fork. I love it. Yes. I love Season. it. James, fantastic talking to you. Uh, I feel I, I nerded out a little bit. That was that was really good. Fun. I got I got a lot out of that. I hope everyone else did too. Thanks so much, James, for being here on Winning at Work. 
My pleasure. Thank you, Tony. Cheers.